Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers and you go on your merry way because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. Paige asked, I or said I'm a dream planner, dream stationary vendor, dream photographer I want to work with, but I'm not sure if all three have ever worked together before. Okay, that's not a problem. If my planner does not know them, is it proper etiquette that I reach out to everyone or can my future planner be the one to reach out? Do planners generally prefer we use the vendors they recommend? I, you can use whomever you want. It, it does depend on the vendor. Some, uh, some planners are like, hey, I really prefer if you use my list. We don't see a whole lot of that. For me, I, I would have a preferred vendors list and be like, here, here are people that I love working with. Feel free to work with them too. But we work with new vendors at every single wedding. It's almost like that same question that we get, like, if you've never worked at our venue before, how are you gonna how are you gonna handle that? Most of the time, I've I think there's only two venues that I've worked at more than once, ever in my whole career. So as far as this goes, it shouldn't be much of a problem. You can talk to your future planner about that specifically and be like, hey, so I'm really excited for everyone to work together. Do you want me to connect you? Do you want to reach out? How do you handle this? Uh, and go from there. So I don't think that there is a wrong answer for this one. If you thought for one second that I was going to start a brand new podcast and not bring over Generation Tux to join me, you are sorely mistaken. But you guys, there's a reason that I keep talking about them. There's a reason that I'm so obsessed with them. And one of them is all of the free offerings to you as the wedding couple. Number one, free swatches. If you want to do color comparison or compare it to any dresses or linens or florals, they will send you free swatches. Number two, a free home try-on for the wedding couple with free round-trip shipping. All of that's free. <laughs> uh, number three, with five paid rentals, the groom gets his suit rental for free. Number four, with seven paid rentals, the groom gets his rental for free and then gets to keep the suit. You guys, if I've not convinced you to check out Generation Tux at this point, I don't I don't know who will. Head on over to wolferandco.com forward slash suits to claim your free prize today. <laughs> also, you guys, Generation Tux is having a promo right now for our community only. Get $20 off any suit for you or your sweetie for a limited time only. Use code WOLFER20 at checkout when you go to www.wolferandco.com forward slash suits. Anna asked, how much validity should I put on reviews of a potential venue? We found only one venue still available for our desired month and got all the way to contract before we found some horrifying reviews about the state of the guest accommodations and lack of follow through by staff. Reviews were recent. We ultimately didn't sign, but since there are no other venues available for 2022, it seems I'm having second thoughts. The only venue that we had terrible reviews at and we confronted or asked the venue owner about, we're like, hey, can you talk? Can you speak to these? ended up being an awful experience because the, the venue owner was like, here's X, Y, and Z. Here's what happened with them. It was a little defensive. So it's kind of like trying to read on how they answered it. So I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a um, mixed bag and I'm not quite sure how to direct you. You can take the risk. If you have a wedding planner or wedding coordinator to kind of help mitigate some of that stuff for you, I would highly, highly recommend doing that in case if and or when something pops up. Um, but if it's the only option you have and you want to have a 2022 to wedding, I totally understand where you're coming from. So I don't know. In the end, I think it kind of needs to be your call. But if you have professionals in place that are aware that there could be issues with this venue, then they can better help buffer you throughout the day. Any tips for negotiating not having to pay a fee to the venue for using an external caterer? Okay. So this is probably because they have uh, a preferred vendors list, right? Here's a list of the people we want to work with, et cetera. 
you could say, hey, I think this caterer is pretty incredible. You might want to work with them again in the future. What can we do about getting them on your preferred vendors list? You know, so more couples can enjoy this experience with them. Obviously, we'd love to avoid that fee. Do you want them to come do a walkthrough? Is, are there any extra steps that we can take um, to ensure that, you know, you feel comfortable having them operate on the premises without an extra fee? It's really just having that conversation doesn't hurt to ask. Uh, if we were doing food stations, could I just let my vendors know to help themselves with the food? Um, check with your caterer first. Your ca sometimes caterers get very particular about when vendors feed themselves. Uh, if you have a coordinator that can dismiss them and say, hey, now's the time to go eat, that's great. Or if you can let your event captain know to let the vendors know when it's time for them to eat. Just as a precaution, sometimes it, it can be viewed uh, a little bit more poorly if a vendor goes to serve themselves before like the parents of the bride get food. So you either have to be clever about it and the staff, the wait staff will get the food to the vendors or wait till at least wedding party and family has have gone through before the rest of the crowd. So you can let them know to help themselves, but you should probably double check with your caterer that that's okay. We have officially booked every vendor except the efficient. We don't know anyone who is ordained, so it will be a stranger. Any advice where to find the efficient and what questions to ask? I wish there was like findanefficient.com. I'm not sure. Facebook group, honestly, Crystal. I would say look to a Facebook group for an option like that because then you're getting actual word of mouth. Hey, I've worked with this person. Hey, this person's awesome. It depends on where you're at. Our Facebook group is phenomenal. We have over 20,000 people in it if you want to try there. But you can also try a group that's local to your area. So that's where I would look for an efficient. Um, as far as questions to ask, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's more of like a, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a religious service, non-denominational? Are you looking for something special to be implemented? Do you like the sound of their voice? How many meetings do they offer? How well do they get to know you before they perform your service? Those are some of the questions that I asked. My wedding is December 31st in about two weeks. Oh, Adrian, congratulations. Uh, what suggestions do you have for maintaining contact with vendors when you do not have a coordinator? I would see how much questions, how, how much information can you get out now? How many final details can you finalize now? Get this all done and out of the way. So three days before your wedding, you are answering far less emails. There's a whole, the whole section of like wrapping up the, the final details section of the master plan is like where you just want to live. You want to live there for the next week. <laughs> Make sure that you're getting your timeline out to vendors. Make sure you're passing out the contact sheet that you get with the master plan to all the other vendors as well. And just say like, hey, FYI, so you guys know, we don't have a coordinator running our day. So if you would, if you need to get a hold of each other, here is a sheet to help you go ahead and do that. Um, that's what I would do. How, much, how many emails can you get out now? How much structure can you build out now? So in the last few days, you don't have to do as much. All right, how do you handle wedding party issues? I can't get mine to do anything, <clears throat> let alone get a hold of them most of the time. I understand that people have lives, but I feel like my wedding just isn't important and I feel really alone. Oh, Brandy. Yeah, I feel like this is a bummer. I also feel like this is a common thing. I actually get this from a lot of brides that I talk to and people could be avoiding getting together to talk about your wedding for a bunch of different reasons. The way people avoid like homework or meetings, they might be nervous that like there's going to be all this expectations or financial stuff, or they're just like anxious about it. What I like to do is let's not think about it as a wedding party issue. Let's think of it as a friendship issue right? Or your cousin issue, whoever's in your wedding party and reach out as like a friend, right? Like let's get rid sometimes of these like roles that we jump into around weddings and just reach out to your people as you normally would and reconnect and get that relationship back. And then you can start talking about the wedding as part of it. But it's like people use the wedding as like this big wedge 
and like have these funny expectations that everyone's going to come and do all these things and make all these plans. And when they don't do it, you get really offended. And then they're offended that you're offended. And then we all get whack. I would just drop the roles and connect as friends, cousins, whatever the relationship is. I love that because I am a historical procrastinator. <laughs> um, that's always been something that feels like more of an issue to me. And I've gotten much better about it in my adult years, but that's something that I've struggled with, especially when I was, oh my gosh, you did not want to know me in junior high. <laughs> it's a rough period for me, but I would want to shirk anything that felt like too much of responsibility. Heck, I take forever to get back to email still. So um, I, it would make sense that that personality trait would not completely dissolve for someone's wedding, that that would still exist. This is not a, a wedding specific issue. This is more of they're stuck in a, or absorbed in their own ways, own lives, own situations, that this has been a pattern for them in the past. Um, that of course, why wouldn't it translate over into your event, right? Are you feeling lost or overwhelmed with wedding planning? Why does this also sound like an infomercial? <laughs> Take a deep breath. You are in the right place. I've put together this amazing, if I do say so myself, wedding planning checklist that tells you all the things that you need to be doing and when you need to be doing them. A step-by-step -step path just for you. You can grab your step-by-step -step wedding planning checklist now at weddingchecklist.co. That's weddingchecklist.co. Trinity asked, my wedding party is unable to pay to host any sort of bachelorette party. It started as something my maid of honor was going to host at her house. Now she's thinking in a park. I would have paid to rent a place or do something fun. I want to have a normal-ish experience as a bride. I want to go out and celebrate, but no one seems to be able to participate due to financial constraints. Help. All right, Trinity, I think you were giving yourself the right answer. You said, I'm willing to pay for and host and I want to celebrate. Mm. I think that's okay. Again, I think people get locked into this idea that like, oh, all of these other people have to pay and plan and do, and then you show up and we all know that like, not everybody's great at it. Maybe you as a bride are the best person to plan or propose a celebration. So I'm like, if you've got the financial ability and the ideas to come up with something you want, you can do that and you can invite them and then maybe they'll show up and be so excited. Again, so many people start hedging on these plan making because they're like, I'm going to do it wrong or maybe her college friend wants to do it or maybe her cousin's better. Like, And then it kind of falls apart. So I think it's okay to kind of like maybe grab one other person or just do it yourself and invite the people, create the experience. If you want this experience as a bride, it's in your head. You can kind of take charge in that way and it's fine and people will love it if you take on the responsibility and especially if you do it without the bitterness, right? Like if you're doing it because you have an idea and some money to do it, I think you answered your own question. Follow that instinct. Kara, I freaking love you. <laughs> it's just like, Kara just gives you permission. She's like, yeah, go ahead. Like why, what, so what's the worst that could happen? And then here I am like, oh, <laughs> I never would have thought about that response. Really and truly, this is why you're here. Thank you so much. <laughs> My fiance and I are realizing how terribly wrong and awkward a traditional rehearsal dinner could go for us. We both come from families that have a lot of bad feelings towards each other, divorced parents hating each other and grandparents with big opinions. We have kept the dynamics and relationships we have with all four sides of the family very separate for this reason. Oh, girlfriend, I'm so sorry. We fear the complicated dynamics um, that in, in an intimate environment such as a rehearsal dinner, it may be a disaster. We were thinking of doing a rehearsal dinner or something else entirely with just our wedding party and leaving our families out of that portion of the wedding festivities. We have family coming in from out of state and out of the country, and we are worried some family members might be disappointed that we aren't doing any intimate pre-wedding celebration with them. Any suggestions? Maybe a separate dinner slash celebration with each group? Yeah. Wow. Skylar, this is hard. It sounds like yeah. you've got a lot 
of moving pieces here with a lot of groups. And again, you sound like you have phenomenal instincts. I love the idea, maybe that each of the four family clusters hosts their own dinner, and then you kind of stick with your bridal party and do your own thing. And then everybody comes together on the wedding day. It sounds like you're kind of getting ahead of yourself, getting ahead of the problem by not wanting to like force this rehearsal dinner because you think you're supposed to do it that way. I love that you're saying like, hold on, this doesn't really work for me and my family dynamic. So let's do it differently. That is the right instinct. Follow that. Don't second guess yourself. And I think you're going to, this is going to, this is one of those things too. It's so smart that you're taking a minute to think about it. Cause this is something you're going to manage going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Holidays with your fiance, you're going to have to talk about like birthday parties. If you have kids, like where there's times where these families are going to want to merge, thinking about how to do it in a way that respects your peace and your celebration and your joy, but also lets them be a part of it in a way that feels manageable. I think you are the only one who knows this dynamic and your instinct is right to set some boundaries and not force an intimate thing. If you already know, it's going to be a problem. Absolutely. As far as the logistics, if that's concerned, um, I would say you can kind of have fun with this. I know it sounds like the exact opposite of what's happening right now, but maybe you do a progressive dinner. Maybe you do uh, appetizers and drinks with one family group. Maybe you do um, another course with another family group. Maybe you do the main with one family group and maybe you do dessert with the final group where you can kind of make sure you're taking, because I don't know the emotional expectations of these family members. They may be like uh, super offended if you don't spend time with them. And that's obviously a lot to kind of pick through and weed through. So that's one option is you can kind of treat it as a progressive situation or like have dinner with your bridal party and then just go for snacks and apps at everyone's houses afterwards or desserts or whatever. You can even bring your bridal party. Like who's going to say no to four dessert options as you go from house to house. Um, Another option to that would potentially be to offer an open house instead, where it's everyone who's coming in from out of town can come attend or come to this bar where they can buy their own drinks, they can buy their own appetizers, and you are there to shake hands and kiss babies. So everyone can kind of keep to their respective corners. It's not we're all sitting down at a table and making nice with one another. It's a it's a mingling cocktail hour effect. So as far as the logistics of those two, those are two great options. One, the, the open house is much more uh, contained time-wise, but then you're also containing them all in the same space. Um, the progressive dinner idea is very fun, but then you could be doing this for two hours. So uh, all food for thought for those two. If you are struggling with wedding planning and you have questions and you just need someone to listen and to chat with, come join us in the Master Plan community over at themasterplanwed.com. I would love to have you in there. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, jump on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can let the podcast people know that Jamie knows what she's talking about sometimes. (laughs) And until next time, bye guys.